Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver... The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Faster, boy, faster. I'm Silver. Dan and Tonto worked with feverish haste on the flat top of a mesa. They gathered three piles of dry brush then stacked green grass pulled by the roots conveniently near each pile. There. Is this enough green grass, Tonto? Uh, that plenty, Dan. Should we light the fires now? Uh, light them up. Wait till flame get plenty high, then throw on green grass. All right. Green grass on blazing piles of brush means smoke. Great columns of smoke. Three in number soon rose from the top of the mesa. The signal and smoke could be seen for miles in all directions. But it was significant to just one man, the Lone Ranger. Come on, Silver! The masked man didn't hesitate. He leaped to the saddle and urged Silver ahead at top speed. That signal told him that Dan and Tonto would not join him in camp. 
It told him that his two friends needed him at the earliest possible moment. Come on, Silver. Hurry, big fellow. He raced across the level plain over a small hill and through a valley. He came to the base of the Mesa at sunset and found the trail that Tonto had marked. This way, Silver. Up you go, big fellow. That's it. Steady there. It's a sharp ride, but you can make it. Now you can go. Come on, Silver. Hold this, Silver. Oh, boy. Steady. Easy now. Oh. You sure Tonto and I saw you streaking over the plane. Steady, big fella. What's wrong, Dan? It old friend. Him need help. Whom do you mean, Toto? It old Missouri. Missouri? Mustang Mag's friend. Is Missouri in trouble again? This time, plenty bad. We stopped off at Mustang Mag's place on the way to meet you. She told us about Missouri. Tonto thought we'd save time by signaling you. Is Mag worried about him? Ah, Mustang Mag, plenty worried. He must be serious. Missouri's lost his mind. Lost his mind? Are you sure? Toto, is that right? That's what Mustang Mag say. Her say Missouri not right in head. We've got to go there right away, then. Ah, Mag, plenty anxious. Out up. Yes, sir. Here, Victor. Uh, steady, Scout. Easy, Silver. <laughs> you want to know steady, more now? No, Kimosabe. I'd rather wait and get the facts firsthand from Mustang Mag. Uh, ready, Dan? I'm ready. We'll be at Mag's house shortly after dark. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Fill your plate again, Dan. Oh, golly, I... I a few I, more beans. A growing boy like you needs his bitters. Well, thanks, Mustang Mag. Tonto, you help yourself to uh, the milk. Uh, thanks. It's good to see someone eating at my table. Sakes alive, I ain't enjoyed getting a meal since poor old Missouri stopped eating. <laughs> the old galoot was always good about eating. Ate whatever was set before him. Tell me about Missouri, Mag. Oh, there ain't much to tell. You know what Missouri was like. Never one to set the world afire, but he was, well, he was all right. Of course, Meg. He ain't right between the ears. Poor critter. The responsibility's more than he can handle. Responsibility? Yep. It's Betty Forsythe's estate. Forsythe? Forsythe? Yes, I remember that name. Betty's father died about ten years ago and left a pile of money invested in stocks and bonds and things. Oh, yes. Betty was about ten years old at the time. Yes, that's right. Now she's grown to a fine-looking woman. But, but to get back to this story... Yes? When Forsyth died, his will left everything to the girl and, and named three men to act as guardians and trustees. Well, uh, what does this to do with Missouri? I'm coming to that. As I says, there were three men. Doc Leacham was one, Lawyer Trotter another, and the third was a man named Miller. Miller? Miller couldn't be found... No one knew him, so Leacham and Trotter had to handle things without him. Betty's been living in Leacham's house since her father died. Has uh, Miller ever been found? Yes, and, and you could have knocked me down with a feather. Well, how's that? Old Missouri is the missing Mr. Miller. Missouri? Oh, golly. Missouri is? Yep. He'd been a good friend to Betty's father, but, but he never suspicioned that he was named as a trustee was talking to Betty a few weeks ago. Did Missouri prove his identity? Oh, sure. He, he dug up papers to started looking into Betty's estate, trying to learn all about it and anything. He's been going almost every night. Oh, how's he been acting? Oh, poor Missouri. Used with all the business talk, he, he just can't stand it. His brain snaps. He comes here from the meetings and 
tries to talk, but he just don't make sense. Letters, but so many more. There now, there now, Mag. Maybe it'll be all right. I'm sorry to bust out crying, but I just can't help it when I am so so helpless. Huh. He started acting strange after the third meeting at Doc Leacham's house. Getting worse all the time. Well, what does the doctor say about him? He says that Missouri's gone. He. He shouldn't be allowed to be around no more. No, no, that's not right. The doctor thinks he should be be locked up somewhere. The door. Hey, hey, that's Betty Forsyth. I'll open the door. My sakes, I wonder why she's here. Hey. Oh, man. A masked man. Betty, these are friends of mine. This is Dan Reed, and that's Tonto. Oh. Uh, this yeah. man with the mask I know. is... You're the one Missouri's been screaming for. Screaming? Hey, Betty, what's happened? Oh, Meg, it, it's terrible. I hurry here to tell you before the doctor gets here. Leecham, is he on the way here? Yes, and he's bringing the sheriff and, and lawyer Trotter. Well, let me close the door first. I'll close it. Betty, Betty, what's happened? I've just finished telling these men how Missouri's been acting. Oh, he got into a frightful rage at the meeting a little while ago. And he started shouting and he drew a gun. And he tried to shoot. Oh, no, not Missouri. I heard the confusion in Dr. Leecham's study. It was all the doctor Mr. Trotter could do to hold him. Oh, Missouri. They tied him up, and then Mr. Trotter went for the sheriff. I heard the talk and came here ahead of them. Are, are they bringing Missouri here? No, Meg, they're not. There they are. Meg, I'll wait in the next room. Oh, but you don't. I don't want to be seen just yet. Dan, you and Toto stay there at the table. Oh, you can go right in there, where the writing table is. You'll see where Missouri was trying to write letters. Yes, Meg. Sit still, Dan. I'll open the door. Good evening, Mag. Dr. Leacham. You know Mr. Trotter. Good evening. Uh, Mag, I'm sorry this visit had to be made. Evening, Mag. Uh, Sheriff, you here too? What's the reason for all this? Uh, Mag, I thought I'd better come along and explain the judge's order. The judge's order? Well, I, I suppose you may as well come in. Betty, you here? Doctor, I couldn't help hearing the talk. I, I came to tell Mustang Mag about Missouri. I see. Then you already know that he became violent, Mag. I was afraid it might happen. He's a dangerous man. Mag, you'll have to be confined from now on. Here's the judge's court order. It was downright fine of Dr. Leacham to offer to care for him. Care for him? He'll remain in my house, Mag. I'll do all I can for him. Perhaps with the proper care in a year or so. Now, hold on. Do I savvy that Missouri's going to be held in your house, Dr. Leacham? Yes, Mag. Like funny is... Mag, here's the order of the court. He's lucky he ain't held in the jail. You bring Missouri here. I'll hire someone to care for him. Mag, that's out of the question. He's dangerous. He'll need constant watching. Why, he tried to shoot us. We had to tie him up in the back room. I'll do all I can for him, Mag. Now, see here. That ain't like Missouri. He's not himself, Mag. Missouri'd never try to hurt anyone. I... I want to go see him. I'm sorry, but that's impossible. You mean to say I can't even talk to him? Not while he's in his present state, Mag. How about that, Sheriff? Uh, Dr. Leacham's in charge, Mag. He knows what's best for the patient. Why can't I see Missouri? I'm the only real friend he's got. It ain't right that he's got to be shut off from everyone. He just... Mag, if you'll read the order of the court. Order of the court be hanged. Give me that paper. Mag! Oh. That's what I think of your court order. Now, now, tearing it up won't get you no place, Mag. Court order or no court order. I want to see Missouri. I won't believe the things you say about him until I see him personally. Meg, 
Let me inform you that we came here only as a friendly gesture, so you'd understand and be assured that your friend would have the best of care. I wouldn't do this for many people. Your legal rights are nil. You try to force your way to Missouri, Mag, and you'll be held for contempt of court. Ain't that right, Trotter? Right. Come, gentlemen. But Missouri, he's my friend. Come, Betty. I'll let you know how Missouri is from time to time, Mag. Mag, I'll I'll see you soon. Oh, Tonto, Dan, can they do that to Missouri? Can they keep the ones that want to help him from seeing him? Me not know, Mag. I'll tell the Lone Ranger they've gone. See if he heard what was said. He isn't here. Not there. Well, where is he? He was to wait in that room. Window open. He's gone. Come, Silver. The Lone Ranger rode fast, reached town ahead of the sheriff, the lawyer, and the doctor. He reined up in the rear of Doc Leacham's home. Oh, Silver, oh, boy, oh, easy. <laughs> he remembered a remark about a rear room. Glancing up, he saw a dim light. Thick vines made it possible for him to climb to the window. Missouri. Oh. Missouri, I've come to help you. You? You're too weak now, Missouri. Leachum is on his way here, and I've got to leave right away. Help. Now listen to me, Missouri. I'm coming back tonight when everyone's asleep. I found the letters you were trying to write. I understand. <laughs> imagine where he went. It's been close to an hour, Dan. He wouldn't ride away like that without a word, unless it was mighty important. Mag, Lone Ranger, come now. Tonto, are you sure? Me here, Silver, stop outside. You sure have good ears, Tonto. Oh, I hope you ain't mistaken, Tonto. I, I've just got to know what the masked man thinks about, about Missouri. There. Oh, thank goodness you come back. I've seen Missouri. Oh, my sakes alive, you've seen him. How is he? What's he say? I could only stay with him for a minute. I had to get out of the house before Dr. Leacham returned. How's he look? Is he like they said? Mag, can you face fireworks in the morning? For Missouri? Yes. You bet I can. If it had helped the old critter, I'd face grizzly bears armed with six guns. Tonto and I are going to do something tonight. I think Leacham and the law will be here to question you in the morning. What are you going to do? It'll be better if you don't know anything about it, Mag. But I... When they come in the morning to question you... The less you know, the better. Then, will you stay here? Can't I help you? Yes, you're going to help. Todd and I'll be camped in the usual place near town. Yes? I want you to see and hear all that happens in the morning. Then ride to us with the information. But what are you and Tonto going to do between now and morning? When the law comes here tomorrow, Mag, you'll know what we've done. Come on, Tonto. Oh, be ready. Dan, he's thought of something to do to, to help Missouri. I wonder what it is. Come on, Silver! The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story, it was late at night. The large home of Dr. Leacham was quiet and wrapped in darkness. Missouri lay sleeping in the small rear room as two shadowy forms came through the window. Uh, 
story. Sleep plenty heavy. Just a minute, and I'll cut the ropes. There. Help me wrap the blanket around him. Uh, we take him out, Winded. No. We'll get up the stairs and out the door. Uh, there'll be plenty of excitement in the morning when the doctor finds Missoula gone. Yes, I know it. Maybe Mustang Mag get blamed. She's going to be questioned about this. No doubt of that. But she can honestly say she knows nothing about it. Mm, that right. Dan will come to our camp and tell us what happens. All right, lead the way, Tonto. You carry Missoula? Yes, he's not heavy. You go ahead and make sure no one's around. The next morning, the Lone Ranger and Tonto waited in camp for Dan's arrival. The hour was gone, and still Dan hadn't ridden into camp. The Lone Ranger was about to ride to Mustang Mags when the hoofbeats of Victor sounded through the trees. Dan, come now, Kimasabi. Good. I wonder what delayed him. Maybe there's more trouble at Mag's house than we think. I thought I'd better come here so you wouldn't wonder about me. Well, what happened at Mag's house? Nothing. I guess you... Is that Missouri under the lean tool? That's right, Dan. Golly, you got him out of the doctor's house. Yes, Dan. Is he... Is he sleeping? Yes. He's going to be all right. All right? You mean... As good as he ever was. Well, uh, didn't anything happen at Mustang Mags? No. There weren't any fireworks, as you expected. That's plenty strange. Oh, I thought they'd go and question Mag about Missouri's disappearance. No. I waited around for a long time. Then Miss Betty came. Betty Forsyth? Yes. She told me she wanted to speak to Mag alone, so I thought I'd better come here and report to you. Someone I... come. Get out! Get out there! It's Mustang Mag. She must have started a few minutes after I did. Mag! Oh, whoa there! Whoa! Easy! I've just got to see you. I've got to know the truth. Is Missouri dead? Dead? No, of course not. He's sleeping in that lean-to. He's going to be all right. All right? Oh, don't say that if you ain't sure He'll enough. be all right, Mag. When I saw the letters he was trying to write, I realized that he'd learned something. What do you mean? We can verify the facts when he's stronger. See, he suspected that Leachum and Trotter had been stealing from the Forsyth estate. From Betty? Yes. Leachum had to do something about him. He couldn't murder him, so he dragged him, drug him around, let him go around a day's condition for a while. He then got the law to confine him. Those coyotes would have killed Missouri. In a way that the law would have considered a natural death. But Meg... Why do you think he'd been murdered? What brought you here? Betty Forsythe told me. I, well, you told me to be ready for fireworks this morning, but but when she told me Missouri was killed, I I just had to come here and see. Why did she think he'd been killed? Well, she, she was at breakfast when she heard lawyer Trotter call on the doctor. The two went upstairs, and she slipped up the back way to learn what was said about Missouri, so, so she could come and tell me. What did she hear, Meg? Trotter and Leacham was in the room where Missouri had been held. Leacham accused Trotter of climbing in the window, killing Missouri, and taking the corpse away. I didn't expect that to happen. Then Trotter called the doc a liar. He said Doc had done the murder and was trying to shift the blame. He dared Doc to try and frame him. So those two don't trust each other. Then Betty snuck out and came to my place. Mm, this news changes things. How's that? The time Missouri was well enough to start an investigation, those crooks might have covered themselves. But now, perhaps we can act too quickly for them. There are a couple of buzzards robbing that girl. Suspect each other. Calling one another murderers. Meg, I've got an idea. 
Yes? Is Betty still at your house? Yep, she's waiting for me to get back. Fag, Leacham and Trotter have proved that they'll kill to avoid being exposed as thieves. Yes, that's right. The skunks plan to kill Missouri. And each thinks the other did kill him. Keep Betty with you. You bet I will. Tell her about Missouri. Tell her how he was drugged when he became suspicious. And how he was goaded into a fight so Leacham could have him confined. Right. I take these. Well, what's these? The letters Missouri tried to write. Tell Betty to write each of these firms and find out what her holdings are worth. Well, what are you going to do? While Leacham and Trotter suspect each other, I'm going to try to bring about a showdown right away. You better hurry home before something happens to Betty. I'm on my way. Steady, boy, now. Easy. Get along there. Get. Here, Silver. Otto, you take care of Missouri. Dan will help you. Ah, we do it. What are you going to do? Big fella. I'm going to feed lawyer Trotter's suspicions. Come on, Silver. Man rode hard, spurred by the knowledge that Betty's life might be in danger, and by the hope of bringing Leacham and Trotter to justice in surprisingly quick time. Trotter thought he heard a noise in the room outside his office. He rose from the chair before his desk and opened the door. Hello. Is anyone here? Heard someone. Door wide open. Ah, someone was here. This drinking water. Something on the floor. White crystals. I wonder. <laughs> Trotter looked at the drinking water, then at the white crystals on the floor. He poured out a bit of the liquid, tasted it. Salty. Something put into the water. Let's see if Leecham is around. What the... So that's his game. Mustang Mag's home, Betty sat writing the letters as the Lone Ranger had suggested. Mag sat close to the desk, watching. Neither heard the stealthy approach of a man until Dr. Leacham spoke. Betty! <gasps> Doctor! I'll see those letters. What you doing pussyfooting in here without rapping? You be quiet. The letters, Betty, at once. No, they're none of your business. Need I remind you that I'm still your guardian? You get out of my house. I'll get my gun Sit and... still. A gun? Yes, Betty, a gun. I thought I'd find you here. Now, let me see those. Those are my letters. Dr. Leacham, you've no oh. right to. So you're inquiring about your property, eh? What's the matter, Betty? Don't you think I'm to be trusted? No, I don't. He ain't. You drugged Missouri when he got curious. Indeed. You had him so he didn't know his own name, and, and you would have killed him if you'd had the chance. Leacham, you've been stealing from this girl all these years. Now she's soon to come of age or scared. Scared the truth will come out. You seem to have a lot of information, Mag. You're darn right I have. True facts, ain't they? Betty, you'd better come home. No, no. Don't you do it, Betty. He knows his game is exposed. 
He'll poison you if you ever get your home. You keep out of this, old woman. Like fun, I will. I... Stay where you are or I'll shoot. Maggie really means it. Now you come with me. No. Oh, you're hurting my wrist. Come along. I won't. I, I tell you, I yeah, won't. Honey, keep back. You... I'll deal with you later. Dr. Lee, please go away. Leave us alone. You can keep the money. I'll never tell them. Just leave us alone. If I've got to drag you out of here, I'll do it. Oh, come along. Why, you worry. I won't do it. I'm a-coming at you, Leecham, and if you shoot, the noise will bring folks to witness a murder. Meg, Meg, don't do it. Get back. I'm coming for you, Leecham. I'll fire. I'll shoot if you come any nearer. Stop, Maggie. We'll shoot. Leecham. Uh, what? Right here. Drop the gun. What? Trotter. I said drop the gun. Thanks. Surprised to see me alive, huh? Uh, what do you mean? Your servant told me where I might find you. Put that gun down. What's the matter with you, Trotter? Full of tricks, aren't you? First, you tried to throw the blame of Missouri's death on me. When you learned I had an alibi for last night, you sent someone to poison my drinking water. When he saw that I was wise to it, he fired at me. Why, I, I, I don't know what you're talking with about. one trustee dead, you'd have everything for yourself. If you got rid of me, wouldn't you? Oh, no, no, Trotter. I wouldn't have anything to gain by killing you. Why should I do it? I wondered about that, and I've got the answer. Someone's got to take the blame for the murder of Missouri and for the shortage in the Forsyth estate. And with me dead, you'd pass all the blame to me. Isn't that it? No, no. I never thought of it. That gave me a good idea, Leecham. When you're dead, I'll claim that you stole all the money that's gone. Trotter, wait. Wait, you can't get away with it. You'll hang. Oh, no, I won't. You came here and murdered Mag and the girl. That's what you were going to do, isn't it? And I got here just too late. I shot you. Why, well, Leecham, I'll be a hero around like town. Like fun you will. Hey, what the... I'll... No! Now you stand still or I'll bust your other arm. Sheriff, you shut up, Leecham. I didn't expect you'd be here when we started following Trotter. We're most too late. Sheriff, Put I... Put cuffs on him, boys. All Take right, him to jail with Trotter. Right. We'll see what that foresight the count looks like. Sheriff, never mind the money. You'll get it back, Miss Betty. These two buzzards have got most of what they stole from you. Sheriff. Missouri will soon be back, huh, Mag? So you've talked to the masked man? Yep. Then let me ask you just one question before you march these sidewinders to the cannibals. Oh, shoot. Trotter said there was... Pison in his drinking water. <laughs> Mag, that looked like salt. It tasted like salt. And it was salt. <laughs> and someone fired on Trotter. Shucks. He didn't even fire close. If the Lone Ranger had fired at Trotter, Trotter wouldn't have been here now. <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> That masked man don't miss.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank <laughs> you.